Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, nerds. Sorry, about this is on tech. I am Eagle Falcon. It is the first episode of the new year. Welcome to the year 2023. We will go over our predictions we made last year. And unfortunately, last year was just such a giant, hot mess of unpredictability. I am convinced I got, I scored a 0%. I only briefly went through the predictions before I even started. But here we go. Episode 346. The start of 2023. It is crazy to think I have done 346 of these, of these podcasts now. It's crazy. It's almost as crazy as thinking that North Korea is actually capable of doing things, but it turns out they are. And it's all thanks to our favorite scapegoat in all of scapegoatdom. That's right. North Koreans are successfully hacking thanks to crypto. <sighs> the North Korean hacking group known as Blue Noruf stole millions of dollars in cryptocurrency after creating more than 70 fake domains and impersonating bakes and venture capital firms, according to an investigation done. I'm just more surprised that the North Koreans actually had internet with how much they continue to just try to isolate themselves from the rest of the world. I don't know how any hacking group was able to actually even get out to even do this, but kind of once again, I just want to just add this yet again to the list of why crypto why why do why does every single crypto fan continue underline continue to try and push the fact that decentralization of a made-up currency is the best way for the future when the amount of good that cryptocurrency has done is far 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 far, 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 far overshadowed by all of the bad done with cryptocurrency. Now, before the North Koreans begin to pat themselves too heavily on the back for being, you know, huge, 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 making big, big monies in, in cryptocurrency using techniques such as fraud, I just want to say to the Koreans, I'm so sorry, North Korea. We are still far better, far better at pulling off crypto scams here in the U.S. than the North Koreans. We, we still got that on you. Logan Paul. First off, I, there's two reasons why I'm covering this story. One, it's a reason to bash on NFTs again. And two, I the, the amount of hot garbage this man has been involved with really, really, really does need to be brought to light because the fact that this man is trusted by people anymore is still mind-boggling to me logan paul about um oh a little over a year ago launched a nft game called crypto zoo which uh, was mocked by anyone that was able to think simply because the whole game was to um basically open up a loot box you bought receive a AI generated picture that was created using Adobe Photoshop assets and Adobe stock images, and then have that listed as an NFT to then theoretically be able to sell said NFT for a profit to someone dumb enough to pay money for it. 
The whole game was a scam from the get-go. It's not even a game. It's about as much of a game as one of those uh, quarter M&M dispensers over at your local grocery store, assuming they still exist. You put in money, you receive a thing. The only difference is here is that you think you can find someone who can buy your M&Ms. Here's the problem. The game never worked. An investigation done by CoffeeZilla that was done in quite, po I want to say his biggest investigation piece yet. I want to say also his only multi-piece investigation showed that pretty much everyone involved with CryptoZoo basically was out to try and swindle each other. Developers were never paid and no one wants to take responsibility, which by the way, this is not the first time Logan Paul's been involved in a crypto grift. This is the second NFT grift that he's been part of, at least that has made major news. Who knows how much more of that? He just recently launched an energy drink that for some reason is now actually, you know, out of stock now everywhere as everyone went and, and, went and stormed pretty much every single store they could find. I'm not gonna lie. When I saw that Aldi's was trending on Twitter, I found out later that it was because of Logan Paul's energy drink. First off, I was surprised to find out that, that Aldi's is actually a grocery store that is nationwide and apparently cross country or um, international as well. Here's actually another, here's another conversation that goes off in the weeds. I did not even realize this, that like most grocery stores, at least here in the US, almost all of them are regional. Like around here in my area of Wisconsin, like the major grocery chain chain is one called Pick and Save. Once you go out, of, once you come out, go out of Wisconsin, out of that general area, it is not it is not heard of by anyone. It's nuts, and I'm willing to bet that a lot of people in in my chat right now could probably mention a number of grocery stores that no one else has ever heard of because it's a local chain to them. Now a lot of them are owned by a big bigger place called uh, Kroger. And basically that's all Kroger does is just cover the entire nation of the US and someone in chat actually just mentioned that right, right here, but then um, use local names to make it feel more local. In the case of Pain and Save though, I know it went through multiple owners before Kroger bought them, but I digress. The point is, is that um, don't trust anything from Logan Paul. In fact, here's a better word of advice. Don't trust anything and involves the word crypto in it. If it involves NFTs, no. If it involves cryptocurrency, no. Just no. The lack of regulations, the lack of anything trying to keep anything involving NFTs, cryptocurrency, or anything of the like is to the point at this day and age where it is far too easy to commit fraud and inflict harm upon financial, mental, or otherwise upon anyone buying into any kind of game, any kind of investment opportunity or otherwise. It is all just, just don't. And it feels like something I cover at least once a week. Friends don't let friends purchase crypto. Uh, let's get back to the North Koreans for a moment because that same Korean group, I had to go and, and branch off to, uh, Logan Paul there, because going from crypto to crypto is just too easy. But North Koreans are also stepping up their hacking game in another way too. Over 1,000 North Korean foreign policy experts are being targeted 
by ransomware attacks. Ah, uh, I see. But you got to go for the double whammy right there. I mean, North Korea is very late to the game in this regard, but you know, at least they're stick with the classics. Ransomware and crypto fraud. Gotta give them credit. At least they're doing it by the books. Now, one person mentioned in our chat here that most likely this is being done by the North Korean military or some other agent of the state. And I would say probably. I would be stunned in a country like North Korea if, if it was, in fact, something that was done by an individual. Speaking of things done by an individual, I can't believe this happened. This following story I cannot actually believe happened. A US military biometric capture device was sold on eBay. Now that's not uncommon, okay? It is not uncommon at all for devices that are used for security to be cleaned, wiped, and then repurposed and sold on sites like eBay. That's not uncommon. What is uncommon is the fact that the thing was still loaded with almost 3,000 fingerprints and photos and iris scanners still loaded on it and protected by the default password. Wow. Incredible. Simply incredible. The device was purchased by a group of hackers who found the, the fingerprints, iris scans, and people's pictures and descriptions all unencrypted and protected by a well-documented default password, according to the New York Times. I don't, I am just stunned how, how someone just managed to fail this hard at basic IT. This isn't even like, oh, it's the government, they had to do this, that, and the other thing. It's not like misrepresentation. This is basic IT. We didn't even take out the storage device and wipe it with D-band boot and nuke. Or, you know, at the very least, take out the storage device and smash it with a hammer. <sighs> massive, massive fail. All right, I'm now fully depressed. Let, let, let's, let's shift off from the heavy security and instead go to, um, oh, let's just pick a place. How about China? China has some news for us. For you see on Chinese online vendors, the RTX 4070 Ti has been listed. Now, why is this card interesting? The 4070 Ti, you actually know under a different name. It was the RTX 4080, lesser edition. You know how they tried to launch two 4080s and one was drastically weaker than the other by not an insignificant amount? Well, good news. It's being relaunched as all the rumors suggested as the 4070 Ti. However, there is some bad news with it. It's being listed for over $1,000. What the actual what? Holy cow. Are, are, are we being serious here? We're going into the 70 series of GPUs. What's considered like, here's how it always goes, right? The 90 tier or previously known as the Titan is the Halo product that exists solely to show that this is how high end we can be, you know, and it's, it's priced accordingly. You know, it's not affordable to the masses. It is meant for the enthusiasts who are willing to dump that kind of money on it. All right. The 80 series. This is meant to be the highest end that the average gamer goes for. We usually see these at about five, 
70 series we start seeing we that's the, the next step down the mid tier between the ultra high end and the average gpu we expect this in about the 400 range 60 series we expect these in the 200 range 60 series is supposed to be the mainstream 60 series is pretty much what the average pc gamer goes for that's going to get the job done pretty much across the board 50 series is meant to be entry level gaming anything below that you shouldn't be buying 50 series usually about 150 bucks too the fact that this card is showing up for over a thousand dollars in china of all places is staggering because here's the thing gamers nexus recently did a huge journalism piece about the 4080 it's already not selling in china for, because it's too expensive and it is priced about the same as it is here in the u.s just you know converted for equivalent currency the 4080 as well is also actually in stock at about its msrp you know give a bit more because of well board partners got to make their cut too the fact that the 4070 ti is going to launch for over a grand for a lot and i'm assuming they're their board partner boards they're talking about they're hitting for over a thousand that's not the founder's edition i'm only that the founder's edition is gonna be a 900 dollars card which means the board partner ones are still in the over four digits this is not affordable someone in chat correct me and say gamers next was in taiwan the point still stands the point still stands in the fact that we are seeing more and more signs because this is the same sort of signs we saw for the 4080 as well that it was going to launch well over a grand and it did it's the same kind of evidence so as much as someone in chat's trying to go ahead and see like oh i'm finding holes in all your story here it's not gonna be that bad no it's gonna be that bad we already have a precedent for this. The precedent is the 4080. Same person in chat. The GPU sales are low. Gee, I wonder why. It couldn't be because all the GPUs are are at an ex, are priced completely out of the market. No, that couldn't be. Who the heck is going to look at their budget right now and say, you know what? Yeah, I think I can go ahead and shell out a grand for what is effectively a mid high tier card no one the market has decided these aren't selling and by the way you know who i feel the least sorry for the scal all the scalpers who went ahead and bought up every single 4080 at launch and is now holding on to these cards that are not moving because there's no crypto crypto bros to go ahead and buy these to mine jeep to mine with because ethereum is no longer gpu mineable and no gamer wants to buy at this price because it's outlandish it is just absolutely crazy what is going on here. Now, before you think that, you know, it's just NVIDIA, AMD will save us. AMD has a problem. You know how the NVIDIA cards went ahead and had that whole uh, adapter fire problem that only a very few number of people were able to do it and only under very specific circumstances, most of which involving not seating the hard to connect connector. AMD has a much more serious problem. It's the fact that their highest end card, the RX 7900 XTX, is hitting 110 degrees Celsius on the junction temperatures, and AMD is refusing to RMA these cards that are overheating, saying that this is normal. And I'm also glad I actually put off running the podcast today because German YouTuber Der Bauer has gone through and done an investigative piece on this, and after disassembling several cards and trying to figure out what the problem is, it appears that the, it's the vapor chamber. 
the vapor chamber that's being used to dissipate the heat is, well, defective somehow. No one is certain as to what is going on. It could be that the, the, uh, the manufacturing of these specific vapor chambers are not within the spec they should be. Another current theory is the fact that the GPU is running so hot that you end up with a situation called, uh, well, what's normally called dry pipe, but in this case would be dry chamber. The way a vapor chamber or a heat pipe works is that inside the sealed copper pipe or the sealed copper chamber, there is a little bit of a liquid and then a wick that once, that what ends up happening is that the heat transfers to the liquid, the liquid evaporates, spreads to the rest of the, to the other end of the pipe, heat is then soaked up by the fins, the liquid, because it is under pressure, condenses back down, wicks back to the heat source, and the cycle continues. If, and this is actually very rare for it to happen, but if the heat source is so hot that the liquid cannot condense, this is what you end up with. The heat pipe or the vapor chamber ends up being basically useless. You're now just counting on just the copper to move the heat and the copper is not efficient enough at it. So that could be a reason this is happening. And right now AMD is just kind of in denial about this. This appears to so far just be affecting the, it's not the founders of the show. What does AMD call it? Their factory cards? The design that they use for their own in-house cards, their in-house coolers. So far, it is only affecting those cards and any partner cards that utilize that specific design of vapor chamber. If you're getting a crazy high-end RX card, most likely the manufacturer has designed a custom cooler for it, you're fine. If you're using a water cool card, obviously you're fine. But man, if you're just the average Joe Schmo, the average computer user, you are looking at this lineup of GPUs and saying, wow, hard pass. You have AMD that's north of a thousand and cooks itself. And you have Nvidia even more expensive and it might start fire. If you're not very, very specific in how you connect the power cable because the standard of the power cable is so bad it can be unseated while feeling like it's seated. And keep in mind, this assumes you have a spare thousand dollars sitting around as the cost of living continues to go way up. I know here in my neck of the woods, our cost for power and gas is going through the roof and with concerns about the current financial situation, the current economic situation. It's crazy. It is absolutely crazy right now. Like, I know it is hard to go ahead and try to justify buying a last-gen card, but man, buying a last-gen card right now seems to be the correct answer. Someone in chat says the, uh, the XCX card will heat your home. That's the problem. It won't because you can't get the heat away from the dye. Now, if you water cool it, now it will heat your home. That is something to consider. Free heat. Good stuff. Well, I mean, except for the part where you paid for the electricity to do it. Speaking of other concerns, Pixel 7 owners, I don't know how this happens, but apparently Pixel 7 owners are having the problem that their back glass is uh, spontaneously cracking near, well, right over their main shooter lens. How? This is like, it's like, what? 
here's the weird thing though. Like when I first saw this, I'm like, oh, wow. One, one guy managed to get a really good, uh, good drop in. That's impressive. There are multiple reports of the crack happening in the exact same spot. There's, this, 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 how? No one is sure why it's happening currently. And I'm not gonna lie, I have no working theories other than a very targeted attack of very small hammers to the phone. It's so weird. But here's what's even better. Here's what's even better, all right? This exact phone was just listed as MKBHD's phone of the year. MKBHD, for those who don't know, is one of the bigger YouTuber tech YouTubers out there and specifically focuses on mobile devices. Whoops. I guess that means MKBHD's uh, Pixel 7 never cracked. Now, am I gonna say that you should avoid the, uh, the Pixel 7 like the plague? No. No, I am not. I am not gonna go ahead and say that right now because we don't know what the cause of the problem is yet. And it could very well be that it's just, you know, a few small incidents of uh, someone messing with their phone and trying to collect RMA on it and being shocked when they're absolutely denied. I mean, it is very possible that that is the case. It could be nothing. We don't know right now. It is just absolutely crazy. One last story before we take our first break. Speaking of problems with phones, you remember how I said that the iPhone 14's um, auto crash feature would backfire? A Colorado ski town emergency dispatcher, emergency dispatchers are furious as dozens of automated 911 calls from skier iPhones are straining the emergency infrastructure. For those who don't know, the iPhone 14 has a feature that if, thanks to machine learning algorithms and accelerometers, it detects a crash, it will automatically cra call 911 and save your life. They then quickly discovered that if you're on a roller coaster, it can trip automatically. They fixed that, but then they found out that if you ski, it can also be tripped. Well, turns out they haven't fixed that, and now that Colorado has exactly 10 miles worth of snow on the ground, Everyone wants to go up to Colorado to ski, and, um, whoops. Turns out that the problem still persists, but, but, this gets better because it doesn't detect when you actually crash on the ski slopes. If you wipe out while skiing, it doesn't. Oh, I have the wrong story up. Oh, did I delete the wrong story? Yep, I did. Womp womp. Multiple users reported that when they actually did tumble and ski, the crash detection did not pick up, but when they were skiing fine, it did. Slow freaking clap. I'm actually surprised. Apple is usually not one to go ahead and... It's very rare Apple rolls out anything that's not fully baked to the point where they're usually late to the party because they want to make sure something's fully baked. I am stunned that this crash detection system is working as badly as it is. We're gonna take a break here when we come back. We're gonna go over our predictions we made last year for the year 2022 and make our new predictions for the year 2023. And spoiler alert, I did not get many things correct this time around. And we'll talk about why 
that was the case. Today's podcast is brought to you by HelloFresh. HelloFresh is back once again, and you can start off your new year the right way. Things are about to get really rough in the economic world, so why not go ahead and use today's offer to try and sharpen up your cooking skills. HelloFresh sends packages directly to your front door, well insulated with everything you need to make excellent meals. You can go ahead and use my code, which will not load, there we go. You use, use my link or go to hellofresh.com and use the code P-O-G-H-F-18278 for 21 free meals plus shipping. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. All right, so I made, uh, what is this, 10 predictions? I made 10 predictions last year. And they went um, uh, poorly. We'll, ju we'll just say poorly. I'll tell you what, the um, they made sense at the time. Oh, wait, no, I am sorry. No, I was still wrong. Even the ones where I thought I had something going. I was wrong. So first off, I thought that with the way World of Warcraft has been going, they would announce like a, a revamp version of it, a World of Warcraft reforge, a completely, a complete reboot of World of Warcraft on a newer engine with no release date given yet. That is not in fact what happened. Instead, we got Dragonflight, which is actually even now. Now that, that one actually caught me way off guard. I don't think anyone actually expected Blizzard to announce an expansion and launch it within the same year, especially in the way they've been. GPU shortages will begin to show signs of lifting in Q3. In fact, nope, they showed signs of lifting in Q1. That GPU shortage pretty much ended very early into 2022, to the point where the GPU shortage was basically done and over with in late Q2, early Q3. So that was also wrong. NVIDIA will announce the RTX 4000 series with a Quadro type card and at the end of 2022 with the GeForce cards coming in CES 2023. Nope. <clears throat> they bucked their order and instead showed off the GeForce cards now and we have no Quadro cards. So we're going to mark that as a half. Tesla announced that the Cybertruck will un undergo a drastic redesign or is canceled completely. Nope. Tesla announced nothing. The next iPhone will have no charging port and char charge wireless only. Nope. Lightning lives still. The next iPhone will have USB 4 slash Thunderbolt. Nope. Thunder Thunderbolt still lives. The next iPhone Pro will have an M series chip. Nope. The next Pac Pro Mac Pro will be Mac Mini like. Nope. Mac Pro never showed up at all. Electrify America announced a major deal with a nationwide truck stop to start installing electric chargers. Nope, they did not. Sustainable will be devalued into a meaningless buzzword. Somehow this also has not happened yet. But man, it, I don't know, what does chat think on it? 
Because it definitely feels like, it definitely feels like sustainable is a meaningless buzzword at this point, but no one is acting like it. Yep, there, yeah, we did get the Mac Studio this year. We did not get the Mac Pro. So thus, I was wrong, which is funny. It was a buzzword before my prediction. So, so Chad, are you saying I should get half credit for uh, the Mac, next Mac Pro will be Mac Mini-like? Because we did get a Mac Pro-like device. It's just called the Mac Studio. The industry is trying to make sustainable into a buzzword, but there's still valid uses for it. So it throws it off. Uh, the problem is that like so many of them just never do. It's a different name, but it's close to the pro line. Yeah. All right. You, you, all right. I'll give myself half credit. They may can't, they will, they're not going to cancel the pro line though. That's the thing. Cause when they announced the Mac studio, they specifically said in their keynote, there's only one Mac left to make the transition. And that's the Mac pro. So there is still going to be a Mac pro. We don't know what it is yet. That would be funny though. If after teasing the new Mac pro, they just kill it. So we'll go half credit for sustainable. So that puts us at 15% for 2022. That is the lowest by far. You, Unjust things are gonna cancel it. I think they'd be stupid to cancel it after saying they're gonna do it. All right, so 2023 predictions. Here's what I gotta say. I hate to reuse these two predictions because I have reused them for three years straight now. But man, it just seems obvious that's what they're gonna do. And it seems more and more and more obvious this year more than any other. But I do think the iPhone 15, not 14, will in fact not have a charging port. It will in fact be wireless only. Now with that said, I do think the iPhone 15 Pro will feature Thunderbolt as key feature. So right now, Right now, there's very little differentiator between the Pro and the regular, all right? Very little. And again, I've been making this exact same prediction again and again and again and again. But with the EU regulation coming out, with more and more MagSafe adapters coming out, and the fact that the iPhone fit, that currently the iPhone Pro's biggest weakness right now is the fact that it can generate a lot of data, but nowhere to go with it other than through that pitiful USB 2 lightning connector, going to USB 4 or Thunderbolt as a mode of transferring data, since you have no SD cards on there, makes the most sense. All right, next prediction. Elon Musk will step down as the Twitter CEO, putting someone else in Twitter's place that will basically just be a puppet for Elon. This is the easiest prediction in the world. Like every year you feel like there's a freebie. There's a freebie prediction you put in there. Elon stepping down, he has shown signs of it early in his ten in his tenure as Twitter CEO of wanting to step down and then pitched out there again with that pull. I think it's going to happen, but I think the person that's going to be in is going to be a massive yesman. Time will tell. We shall see. Tesla will lose their number one car manufacturer spot to either Ford or GM. So right now, Tesla is still, although they are slipping more and more, the number one car manufacturer as far as value goes. The shine and the pristine, let me actually go ahead and clarify that. Um, what would it be? 
car manufacturer spot based on we'll say market cap or uh market cap there we go that's the word based on market cap to either ford or gm they're currently number one in market cap the shine is starting to slide on tesla and quite frankly i think the semi is going to be a massive blow against tesla because it's very easy for the average consumer to go oh well that thing's a little off but at least at least i have the newest and bestest car oh that oh i had a little quirky thing there but you know otherwise the car's been great oh this little thing happened well at least then the car's been great you go into the commercial sector you go into the enterprise sector you go into these big logistic areas and you're and you're talking about a daily run that needs to charge once or twice per run that they were promised this this truck doesn't jackknife and they have a jackknifing accident that they're promised this, that, or the other thing. And it, turn, and it turns out that the cargo capacity is way lower than what was promised. We still don't know what the cargo capacity of this semi-truck is. I want you to keep that in mind too. We still don't know. I think that is gonna finally hurt Tesla in addition to the fact that, well, Elon unfortunately showing his maximum Elon-ness on Twitter has, uh, has shook investor has has shook his public figure significantly in fact all right what else do we cover here right now the activision deal between between activision and microsoft is not going to happen right now it's not but i think the deal will be saved and it's going to come at the cost of selling off one other studio to most likely sony I don't know whether that studio will be King. I don't know whether that studio will be Blizzard, but that's usually how these sort of deals go down. Right now, Activision Blizzard King, as it stands, will not be purchased by Microsoft. Now, what could also happen is that the desire for this deal to go through will just die, and the deal will just die as it stands. I think far too many of Activision like money way too much to let this deal tank so i think in fact we will see it be saved but at a fairly steep cost speaking of other things that are kind of obvious the relationship between amazon and twitch is strained we've seen it here on twitch in the fact that we are pushed harder and harder and harder to keep pumping out more and more and more ads twitch currently is still one of the biggest if not the biggest, maybe second to TikTok, because TikTok, streaming platforms out there. It still has value to someone out there willing to put in the effort to make it work. Amazon seems to just not want to put in the effort anymore as they're just saying, come on, make money. Make, make, make money. Now. Yeah. yeah. And considering the fact that the way that we're constantly being put poked as Twitch streamers to make money is just detrimental to the user experience. I think 2023 is gonna be the year that Amazon looks to sell Twitch. I don't think we're gonna have uh, anything formal, but I think that you're gonna start hearing the rumbles that Amazon is looking for Twitch to be acquired. Will it work, will it not? Only time will tell. I'm trying to think how many other predictions I got in me. Razor, I think, will begin to start 
pushing their their sales at streamers a bit harder specifically though targeting vtubers for someone like me that's comfortable on camera it's no big deal freaking you know go to elgato get get a face cam go ahead get a whatever this that or the other thing you're all set while elgato is very focused on being like the go-to spot for all streaming razor has been a step behind and is looking for some way to get in the thing is right now, one market that is severely under service when it comes to equipment for is VTubers. Right now, if you wanna be like a great VTuber, you're doing one of two things. Either A, you are just controlling, you're puppeteering a model in VR space and using a VR model, or you are using an iPhone mounted on a tripod to use its facial recognition camera to control the, the face of the model. There are other methods. Those methods are terrible. We all know it. One other method is that there are also VTubers that use both an iPhone on a tripod to capture the face and also an outdated piece of technology called the, um, oh God, I forgot what it's called, the leap motion that detects hand movements and that animates the hands. That product is no longer in production. There is currently no in production standalone features or is it, or was it, was it magic leap? Might have been. It might have been Magic Leap, not Leap Motion. But in any case, if you're looking to go ahead and actually do VTubing at a top tier level, your setup is extremely jank. Extremely so. There is just nowhere to get like very specific stuff. You're just repurposing an iPhone. You are repurposing outdated technology. Or you are repurposing 3D capture software for like VR chat, use it for streaming, which ends up with a low quality model anyway because well the technology is not there yet the thing is that camera that is in the iphone already exists as a standalone device razor had one not all that long ago it's just not supported and the software is not there yet so with vtubing getting more and more and more popular it would make total sense for razor to go and say hey here is a 200 dollars 3d capture webcam it's got that exact same sensor that is used in the iPhone. It has the RealSense camera. You can totally see Razer doing it. The technology is there. And especially when you have some of these top tier VTubers going ahead and spending, you know, a four digit budget on creating their models and rigging it. There's some serious money to be there, especially as more and more streamers that were streaming in the flesh switching over to that model because it's, you know, more attractive for this that or the other reason i think this is one area where razor could excel and i think it is a massive untapped model in the streaming space or who knows maybe 2023 will be the year where once again that technology is just ignored again for reasons that cannot be explained i feel bad because i actually didn't prepare for the prediction episode because i was so focused on family matters this weekend that I'm like drawing some serious blanks. All right, we'll just go with, with one basic for number eight here. Actually, you know what? Let me quickly make sure that uh, <laughs> this prediction didn't already just happen. Okay, good. This didn't happen happen already. Elder Scrolls Six will get both a, a real title and its release date this year. MSRP for the 4060. That's actually a good one. You know what? You know what? I will do that one. RTX 4060. I think they're gonna try and, I think Nvidia 
is going to be absolutely insane and try to price the RTX 4060, which used to be your like $200 general everyone getting it card. And I think they're going to try and sell it for 500 bucks. Someone in chat says, what about, what about the Cybertruck? Are you going to make a prediction about the Cybertruck? I'm not going to lie. I don't feel comfortable making any prediction regard, regarding Tesla other than the fact it's sliding. Because I didn't think they were going to launch the, the, uh, the semi-truck the way they did. I thought the, se the semi-truck was just going to be an abandoned project or be redesigned. Nope. It is launching exactly the way it was originally showed to us, except now with mirrors. Yikes. All right. I actually got one. I actually got one. I think this actually, my, is this my 10? This is my 10. All right. So this is my, this is our last prediction. No, actually, no, they won't. No, because they're going the TikTok model. No, I, I was about to say that AMD will go ahead and have their next Ryzen chips be big little, but um, I don't think they will. No, because they, they just did a massive redesign. Actually, wait a minute. No, I'm actually going to stick with it. I misspelled architecture in this, but I don't care anymore. All right, so I think next the next AMD Ryzen chips we see are going to use a big little architecture. So right now, the reason the core counts are really hard to read is because Intel switched to a big little architecture. We have a whole bunch of efficiency cores and a bunch of performance cores. This means that you have a, a chunk of the cores being low powered and barely used. And when you're in a serious task, these higher end cores then turn on and then really start churning out. So realistically, you have mostly, like say you have eight performance cores and eight efficiency cores. It's a 16 core processor, but realistically you're only gonna use eight of them, even though eight more of them can add to that, but not by much. I think AMD will in fact also be using this big little architecture I think it's more likely it's going to be net. It's we're going to see them actually do the real shift next year, but I think it's also possible. They will announce it in 2023. So that, and those are, those are my predictions. The iPhone 15 will have no charging port. It will be wireless only the iPhone 15 pro will be USB four or Thunderbolt as its key feature. Elon will step down as Twitter CEO, but put a, Puppet CEO in his place. Tesla will use its lose its number one car manufacturer. <laughs> wow, how did I spell manufacturer with two Fs and no Ms? Its number one car manufacturer spot based on market cap to either Ford or GM. The Activision deal will be saved, but the cost of selling one of the other studios to Sony. Amazon will begin looking for a buyer for Twitch. Am or Razer will begin re releasing streamer equipment specifically targeting VTubers. Elder Scrolls 6 will get a real title and a release date. The RTX 4060 will sell for 500 bucks. And the next AMD chips will be on the big little architecture. <laughs> Someone in chat said, I thought manufacturer wasn't a word. It's not, as it turns out. <laughs> it's, it's a factory where we manufacture fans. <laughs> that, that's, that's what it is. Someone in chat asked, what about Starfield or whatever it's called? I have no idea. That thing has been in like, development limbo for so long it is hard to tell we're gonna take our we're gonna take our last break here when we come back we are gonna finish off the the podcast don't go anywhere
Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. Last pass. Found out that they had a lot of passwords that were leaked out. In fact, their password vault specifically had been torn apart by security experts. And uh, well, yeah, it's not looking good. So apparently in August, there was a breach and it led to another breach in November, thus kind of making you wonder um, why. Why are we trusting LastPass? This just doesn't seem like a great idea. It doesn't exactly hold very well for an all one place to go for your passwords. If it turns out we're just gonna have breach after breach after breach, and it's turning out that in fact, you know, maybe if you use LastPass, if you haven't already, stop using LastPass and change all your passwords. That might in fact be the best way to go about everything. Twitter also had a big data breach. And in fact, it looks like, looks like 400 million user users may have their data up for sale after investigation. Now, before everyone goes, oh, what did you expect? This is what happens when Elon takes over. Oh my God, it's all Elon's faults. Oh my God. This breach happened well before the deal was even on the table. It's just that the previous owner management of Twitter was not great in making it publicly known, which unfortunately now makes it Elon's problem because now he's dealing with the pieces of what he just bought. So... One of the other reasons why I do strongly suspect that Elon's going to try and look for any way to get out of being CEO, CEO of Twitter. Make that headache someone else's problem. Because it turns out the previous manager of Twitter, not that great either. Not defending Elon though. No, he has not been great for Twitter either. Now, in other news of why do we trust home speakers, ladies and gentlemen, I give you the fact that someone can go ahead and wiretap your Google Home smart speakers. And you wonder why everyone wants to get out of this market. Everyone's trying to get out of this. Amazon's trying to get out of it. Google's already trying to get out of it. They've been trying to get out of it. It's just, yeah. The person who found the bug was awarded a $107,500 bug bounty for identifying the security issue and currently is being worked on to fix it. It allows a attacker with a wireless proxy within wireless proximity to install a backdoor on the device and listen in via its microphones. Cool. Yeah, think twice before you go ahead and buy that uh, demo unit at Best Buy for one of these little units. Now, is there any real danger with this? Not really. There really isn't. But it is something that is good to know. He says, looking at his idiot puck, which is actually an echo dot that can't seem to tell the difference between its butt and a hole in the ground. Now, I do have some good news. I know I'm surprised I have good news too, but New York has gone ahead and passed right to repair. <gasps> Whoa. Manufacturers actually allowing people to, or actually having to allow people to repair their devices. This is great. This is fantastic. What a great joy, right? <laughs> so let me tell you why I hate politics. All right. Here's what happened. The bill was passed with bipartisan support in both 
both houses within the state of New York. In fact, it was passed with such bipartisan support that it actually would have even won through a veto. But, (laughs) but, the governor went ahead and put an amendment on it that said that any and all manufacturers has to comply with the has to comply with allowing the sale of these parts unless and this is the best part unless it is potentially dangerous to handle said part by the repairman this little safety clause effectively makes this entire right to repair bill null and void because the entire reason to not sell a battery a screen a motherboard a single chip or any of that has been safety that has been the primary reason for this whole thing that's been the primary reason that all these manufacturers have been saying that right to repair is terrible because it is dangerous for the repairmen to repair their own devices that has been the bs excuse that has been used by everyone but it's all champagne over there we passed right to repair heck even I fix it is cheering the passage of this bill. Because at least it's a step. To say that this is a step in the right direction is incorrect. This is a huge step backwards. Because you had the FTC on the side of everyone of, of right to repair activists saying that the argument of the parts being too dangerous to handle being bollocks the federal outlets for right to repair agreed with the activists what new york did was slap them all in the face but i fix it has taken so many losses they'd rather go ahead and say hey this is great this is a step in the right direction it is not because now you have a precedent of new of one state one of the biggest states by population i might add siding with the companies that want to feed complete and utter BS. And for bonus points, they'd say, oh, it's okay because they still have to sell the parts, but then as a bundle of parts so that it is deemed safe. That's the key. That's why this is great. You see what I'm holding right here? I am holding my smartphone. Let's say the battery died on it. It's okay because Samsung can sell me a bundle that includes the part. In fact, here, I can show you what the bundle looks like. It looks like this exact same phone, except I took the case off. The New York governor spat in the face of every single right to repair activist. But of course, it's a win, right? No, you got hosed. You got hosed hard. Right to repair didn't win here. And though, and I'm sorry, but I fix it. You're huffing some serious hopium. You're, you're huffing some copium there. You want to go ahead and try to celebrate because it's just, it's, it's a win. We, we got to win. You didn't win. You tied. That's the unfortunate thing here. Let's shift gears over. Facebook. Here is quite possibly one of the most concerning studies I've ever seen. And quite frankly, the headline makes your, your head spin. Facebook addiction increases depression severity among people who are already depressed. Breaking news. Doom scrolling continues to fester doom. Wow. Who would have thought? (laughs) What a great study right here. 
Someone in chat's like, wait, people get addicted. People get addicted to Facebook. Yes, people get addicted to Twitter too. Other people get addicted to MMOs. Other people get addicted to electronics. Not me though. <laughs> I have no problem. Why would you think that? I don't have a problem. You have a problem. Someone in chat said, if you scroll to the bottom, there's a pot of gold. Ah, uh, yes. I mean, this is no surprise here. I mean, let's be honest. Swap out Facebook with any social media platform. Twitter addiction increases depression severity among people who are already depressed. TikTok addiction increases depression severity among people who are already depressed. Elon Twitter feed addiction increases depression severity in among people who are already depressed. You'll get the idea. Someone else in the chat had it pretty much right. So it's like, you mean like basically any social media in existence? Yeah, basically. Someone in chat says, what about eagle eyes on tech addiction? Oh no, that's only going to lead to galaxy brainism. That is going to, listening to this podcast constantly will not lead to increased depression. It will instead increase your, the size of your galaxy sized brain. Cause you're already smart enough to listen to this podcast. That being said, let's talk about high on life and how their players are getting perma, perma trapped inside an Applebee's. <laughs> Someone in chat said, starting with eagle eyes on tech and end up buying a Chromebook. Ah, uh, no, 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 no. See, if you start listening to eagle eyes on tech, you'd know all the reasons why you should never ever buy a Chromebook unless you absolutely have to. So you're not listening to eagle eyes on tech if you buy a Chromebook willingly. You bought it against your will because the school that school that you're going to or that your or that your kid goes to requires a Chromebook. That's another thing entirely. That's just duress. Anyway, players who play high on life are getting perma trapped inside an Applebee's, and it is very hard for me to think that this is not intentional. So, high on life, for those who don't know, is a first-person shooter uh, developed by the same. Or is it developed or is it just uh, published and written by the same people who create Rick and Morty? So they already have that like fourth wall breaking, like kind of sense of humor. And it would not surprise me at all if if you go inside an Applebee's, or I think it's just this game's equivalent of an Applebee's that is totally not an Applebee's. You're just stuck there forever. Whoops. Someone in chat said I prefer Shonies. <laughs> or someone in chat said where people don't agree with your opinions 100% of the time. No, 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 no. If there's one thing you learn from me, it's no, don't buy a Chromebook, period, ever, end of story. No, just don't buy Chromebooks. It's that simple. You're better off being trapped in an Applebee's than buying a Chromebook willingly. Or, you know, maybe a Chromebook isn't a bad idea if the answer is, do I buy a Chromebook or a brand new smart fridge from Samsung with a 32 inch vertical screen built into the refrigerator so that you can order from Amazon and watch TikTok on it. Welcome to the cyberpunk universe, everyone. <laughs> I'm just saying, as cool a concept as having a smart fridge with a screen that has like a to-do list and all those other cool features added to it, the fact that you can watch TikTok on it negates all of the positives. I hate this. I hate this so much. I mean, for those of you who are already depressed and looking to deepen your depression, you don't have to, you get, you get a double whammy here. You're already at the fridge, so you can just grab your bowl of ice cream and just depression eat your ice cream while scrolling through TikTok. And then China knows that you're doom scrolling TikTok while eating a bowl of ice cream. It's the one-two punch right there, all in one nice 
little package and I absolutely hate it. Amazon is beginning drone deliveries in California and Texas. How long ago were we promised this? How long ago was Amazon promising to deliver packages via drone? Finally, we're starting to see the deliveries be done. Soon, the human drivers will be eliminated and the sky will be filled by buzzing drones. Ugh. You know what? All of a sudden, this dystopian cyberpunk universe is looking worse, worse, and worse. Not a fan at all. And since I actually don't have one more ad break to talk about them, and I need to do two to fulfill my obligation to them, before we go to the last burb, I just want to talk about today's sponsor, HelloFresh. Folks, the new year is upon us. It is now 2023, whether you like it or not. And don't you think it's about time you sharpen up your own cooking skills? HelloFresh provides everything you need to actually get onto it and be able to start developing some confidence cooking at home and saving you money at the same time. You can go ahead and go to my link that's in the podcast description or go to HelloFresh.com. Use the code POGHF18278 for 21 free meals plus free shipping. And I'd like to thank HelloFresh for sponsoring this stream and this podcast. Although I would like to say I do not understand why HelloFresh couldn't get me a better code when they did get me strms.net slash HelloFresh underscore Eagle Falcon for my link. You win some, you lose some, I guess. But with that, let's go to the last verb, the last story of the day, the weirdest story of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, a geoengineer has gone rogue and is deciding to go full, what was the guy, uh, decided to go full Professor Chaos. You see, a geoengineer, a geoengineering startup claims that if they launch weather balloons with a reflective sulfur particles into the stratosphere, crossing a barrier in the realm of the solar geo... (laughs) Uh, launching this into the stratosphere, it can help reduce global warming. Just about every every other major scientist out there said, uh, y- we should study that a bit more there before you do it. So what'd they do? They went and did it anyway. <laughs> so if we all of a sudden all combust into a fireball, just remember it was this one guy that decided, you know what? Maybe... Just maybe I can save the world by launching sulfur into the space. Here's what I'll say on a serious note. I don't think their experiment is going to do anything. When you're talking about trying to affect something like global warming, it requires a massive amount of change because the globe is a massive place. I'll just tell you this right now. His test is going to be inconclusive. Because large-scale tests involving global warming almost always end up inconclusive. I have no faith that this guy is going to solve global warming by himself, nor do I think that his experiment is going to cause any harm other than we lose a bit more helium and the fact we're going to lose a weather balloon that could have been used for literally, not figuratively, literally anything else. But you know what? This guy at least wins the award for being the weirdo that went full 
Professor Chaos and Full Butters trying to destroy the world by unloading two aerosol cans into the atmosphere. Bravo. Bravo, you dingus. Folks, that is going to do it for this episode of Eagle Eyes on Tech. Thank you so much for listening. And I do encourage you to check out the daily podcast, the early burb briefing, which starts back up, well, today, if you're listening, listening to the podcast version of, the, of this, you know, it's, it's going to be back up and running starting Monday, airing every single day, lesser episodes during the weekends, bigger episodes during the weekdays. That is what we're hoping, hoping for. And check out my Twitch page at twitch.tv slash Eagle Falcon. We record this podcast live every weekend. Take care, and I hope you have a great new year. You know, there's just some days with technology that you wonder, man, we really live in the future. We really do live in the future. And then there's other times when you try to let people know inside the chat that you can go do a thing to win a thing, and you accidentally enter yourself into the same giveaway. Bravo, technology. Bravo. And besides, this guy trying to save the world with reflective sulfur, the guy's foolish. Don't you know? You have, to be a cra- you have to be a crazy person and spraying Windex in your backyard to get rid of the chemtrails. We all know this. Jeez. Sending a weather balloon into space. Man, that's not going to solve anything. <laughs>